In this episode, my colleague from Relaunch Me, Emily Manley, interviewed her husband, Luke, about his career change from advertising sales to an in-house marketing role with Bunnings. Luke shares his experience going through a bit of a midlife career crisis and how he came out the other side. I hope you enjoy listening to their interview. Welcome to the Relaunch Your Career podcast. I'm your host, Leah Lambert, career and interview coach and founder of Relaunch Me, where we help you find the work that you were meant to do. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us on the Relaunch Your Career podcast. Today's guest is actually my husband, full disclosure, Luke Manley. I thought Luke's story was a good example of making a career pivot uh, rather than having to make a drastic career change. If you are feeling somewhat unfulfilled in your career, I'm going to try and make the questions not too leading uh, and hand over to Luke to give us a bit of an intro as to his career before he made his recent change and then we'll go into the decision-making around his move into his current role and how that's going for him. Welcome, Luke. Oh, thanks, hun. Uh, no doubt your best guest you'll ever have. Didn't have to go too far to find me. Hello, listeners. We'll try and make this brief so you don't have to listen to my voice for too long. My name's Luke. I've been working in the advertising and media um, sector for about 14 years, um, predominantly in digital media. And I've worked with companies as diverse as 9MSN, um, Census Digital Media, Network 10, uh, Mamma Mia, .com.au and a large media holding agency um, called Denso Widgets Network. So I've worked on both sides of the coin, um, being publisher side and selling ad space and also on the agency side, so buying ad space for clients. And um, it reached a bit of a crescendo of uh, disappointment after about, I don't know, 12 years or something like that. And uh, I, like many other advertising and media executives, found a large empty hole in my stomach thinking, what am I doing? This is uh, very unfulfilling and, uh, and quite a shallow career. So I really wanted to make a change and um, that's when I decided to do something about it. Okay. So how did you know, Luke, what was sort of the catalyst or how did you know this is the time to make a move? What was sort of your thought process around that time when you realised that you weren't fulfilled? What was giving you that indication was it that you were just realizing some of the activities at work weren't energizing you like they used to yeah I think so from a sales perspective when I was um, disappointed with the sales aspect uh, it was it was I had a feeling like I was uh, building sandcastles by the sea no matter how glorious the sandcastle was you built it was washed away with the incoming tide and that happened over and over so there was um there was very little left behind um that I could show and be proud of, I guess. So did you have a think at that time about what you might have liked to do, ideally? Um, yes, you made me think about it all the time and <laughs> <laughs> that really hurt me because, um, you know, if you're a jack of all trades... This you is can, not a counselling session. Just <laughs> you can, if, if you're a jack of all trades, you can generally do most tasks to a reasonable level. So, um, you know, my passions are body surfing and gardening and um, unfortunately, I wasn't going to make enough money out of either of those to um, to make our way, really. Okay. So did you end up trying either of those out? I mean, you had a little bit of a try of gardening for a while there. You did yeah. some work with a friend. Oh, well, I guess I, I was 
a little bit lucky to uh, get a redundancy at one point, which allowed me some um, some cash to take some time off and take stock. And during that time, I worked with a friend who has a gardening business. And whilst I loved listening to Triple M every day, taking Smoko, uh, wearing shorts and swearing, um, it wasn't something I could do it forever. Sounds similar to media, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar in that way. Um, however, what did I get? Carpal tunnel syndrome. Oh, yeah, that's right. So my hands aren't made for it. I'm not tough enough to be a gardener. Okay. So once you realised that that probably wasn't going to be the path for you, uh, what was your next step? Well, you kept saying, Luke, you've got to think of a, a brand that you'd really like to work for. <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty funny because all I could come up with was Bunnings and um, we both knew that working on the floor at Bunnings wasn't going to pay the bills either. However, you probably find a lot of happiness there. I used to say to you, I'm going to go and join the happy people at Bunnings. Um, anyway, that ended up a bit fortuitous. So it sounds like you were consciously or unconsciously, I should say, uh, making decisions in line with what you value as a person. Would that be fair? Yeah, look, I guess so. That's what I was looking at. Yeah. Um, and Bunnings is a store that I love for many reasons. Um, I love getting lost in there. Um, I love the thrill of possibility that I find in Bunnings and I love the fact that everybody in there is happy basically all the time. Um, yeah. So, that, you know, there's a the gardening element, there's the DIY element. Basically, Bunnings can help you feel like a man and I think I was feeling emasculated by the career that I was having interesting yeah okay so you were thinking for a while there about actually working in retail at Bunnings weren't you actually working on the floor I had promised myself that by the age 55 I would be working on the floor at Bunnings and just so our listeners know this was an actual uh, serious conversation that we had probably 18 months to two years ago where Luke genuinely did think he might work at Bunnings on the floor in retail uh, advising customers, which would have been a perfect and fabulous role for him. Um, it turns out he didn't end up doing that and he stuck with his role a bit longer. Tell the listeners how it sort of all came to the head. So um, I was in the agency uh, agency world and um, that I could see, the, oh, there's a massive lot of change in my company and I could see uh, the writing was on the wall. Anyway, I was uh, fortunate enough to have another redundancy. That's like winning the career lottery twice. <laughs> um, and boy, did I enjoy that. But um, so I thought I was going to pivot into a data-driven role, um, which certainly has a massive future because everything's data-driven these days and it was kind of utilising skills that I've built up along the way. But, well, it didn't really do it for me in my heart. It was a financial sort of decision um, that I thought I should I should follow. It was the best um, opportunity that was before me at the time. Anyway. And I think probably what would be worthwhile for the listeners to know is that Luke made that decision on a value that he actually doesn't rate all that highly being finances. So he that was always going to fail. I think if you make your decisions based on values that aren't actually that important to you, ultimately you will be dissatisfied and unfulfilled. So then what happened? Um, then there's a bit of fortune involved really, um, but also a lot of networking um, that 
plays behind the scenes. Um, I got a call from a person that had worked for me who had gone to Deloitte and uh, had been working on a project, um, well, a digital transformation project for the Bunnings Marketing Department. Uh, and as if, you know, um, I don't know, let's call it, I, I shouldn't call it sheer luck because it's not sheer luck, you make your own luck. However, the opportunity um, came along for me to uh, join that marketing team and oversee the in-housing of um, search, social and online display advertising, which is basically, you know, what my career has been about. Uh, and to come and build a team um, to take that in-house uh, from the agency. So it was an opportunity to work for basically the only brand that I've ever sort of um, singled out and admired and wanted to work for, but also utilise all the skills that I've built up so far and put them into action. So, um, you know, listeners might go, well, that was bloody lucky. And I feel mm. the same. It was bloody lucky. Well, I think we also probably need to let the listeners know just in terms of how you approach life and career and networking you generally do reach out to people and people reach out to you and you do your best to help them and I think that is such a big part of any kind of career pivot or career change that you take you listen to people and you take the time for people and ultimately that will come back around in some form and for you it came back around in a really great opportunity with Bunnings. That's true yeah I'm a big firm believer in karma and uh, what you put out is what you'll get back and I, I generally like helping people. It makes me feel good, right? Um, and Emily talks about what fills your bucket and all that sort of stuff. Helping others fills my bucket and I will always go out of my world to help um, help people uh, wherever I can. And in turn, the world, you know, I think has um, rewarded me and that sounds all a bit um, hippy-dippy and uh, all that sort of stuff, but I, that's something that I live my life by and I like. Um, so maybe this is one of those times the world's so for the benefit of listeners who might be thinking about either getting into that advertising and publisher media space um, versus say an in-house media or marketing position what would you say the key differences in terms of maybe the skills and strengths you need for each of those particular roles well, I guess first of all, I'll talk about um, the media side of things. So publisher media and agency, they're very fast-moving, um, dynamic um, organisations um, and people are, are worked really, really hard. They play really hard too. There's, um, there's a lot of boozing, lunching. It's the last bastion of the long lunch. Um, it's very social. Uh, but people are expected to be able to basically grab hold of any task, run with it and deliver at a high level. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot of people get burnt out um, throughout that industry, but there's a lot of really good operators within it too. I've noticed on the um, on the client side, and it's my first time client side, that things move a little slower. Um, more people want to put their stamp on each project. Um, but the beauty of it is everybody's swimming in the same direction. And, um, and at Bunnings, you know, once you're a red shirt, you drink the Kool-Aid and you shake the pom-poms and, uh, you know, you're as red as they can be. And I'm, I'm already that, you know, love Bunnings and so does everyone who works there. Um, so they're the differences that I've noticed um, and I'm enjoying getting used to, you know, that new environment. Okay, so you went from, you know, being quite unhappy career-wise and not really knowing what your next step was. Would you say now, and it's early days obviously in your new role, but would you say 
that the move has been a positive one overall? Have there been any moments where you've still thought, well, I still wouldn't mind having a franchise or doing some gardening? Or um, I mean, I'm trying to, as I always have, enjoy that sort of outdoor time on the weekends. Um, and amazingly, you were out in the garden with me yesterday deadheading the roses <laughs> with our daughter, so thanks, hun. Uh, first time for everything. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm really, really loving it. And this is a place where you can, you know, build a career long-term and um, 10 years tenure at Bunnings, you're a minnow. You know, a lot of people have been there 20-plus. Um, so it's an amazing organisation like that and it uh, continues to offer opportunity. Uh, they remunerate properly uh, and they care for their staff. And the first thing is all about team team safety and then everything comes after that so it's a really caring environment and I've really really um, enjoyed that rather than the cut and thrust of media which is um, less caring uh, a little bit more oh, it's hard. well there's a lot of solo superstars um, in that environment um, a lot of divorcees <laughs> uh, so yeah it takes its toll that kind of um, that environment so it's nice to be away from that I think many people can probably relate with you Luke especially you know, people who are midlife or mid-career who've been in corporate for a long time and are feeling quite disillusioned and just thinking, well, what is life all about? Is this really what I want to be doing for the next 25, 30 years? Is there any advice you can give to people like that who are still in a white-collar corporate environment and really feeling like they don't want to sit at a desk anymore and keep doing the same thing they've been doing? Um, what would you say to somebody like that who's what? feeling like you were 18 months ago? I'd take them out for a beer and say, you're not the only one. Like midlife crises are real. And the fact that you said, um, you know, you've sort of been working for 20 years, you've got 20 more in you. And a lot of people are at the point going, can I do this for another 20? And the answer is often no. Um, so feeling trapped via things like mortgages, um, school fees, all the other things that are totally within our realm to um, to fix but are often very difficult to, to change um, does leave individuals feeling trapped and, um, and regularly. So I can say you're not the only one, um, but it's important to potentially have a look at how you might change things up a little. You know, it doesn't always have to be a lot. We all dream of running away and changing it a lot, but I think that's probably... Um, not as achievable as making some um, some small amendments uh, that start changing the course of your career. So I guess changing tack would be a, uh, a nice sort of yachting um, phrase that, that makes sense, um, just to change the, the direction a little so that you can get the most out of the, the breeze and, um, and move forward. So, yeah, I, maybe that's the advice that I would give myself um, if I could, you know, turn the clock back 12 months just to say how can you make adjustments rather than massive, massive changes so that you know that uh, you're heading in a new direction but it may take a little bit more time than, you know, that instant fix mm. that you feel like. You're not. It's so true. And I think that's why I wanted to talk to you today because it is just a, it's not necessary to have to completely change your life and you know completely do a 180 on your career and do something totally different which can be quite risky um, there are small changes you can make whether it be the industry you work for the type of brand you work for uh, a slight difference in the focus of your role 
So I would be trying those things first if you're really not sure and you are feeling unfulfilled or you're going through one of those crises that Luke talked about. Um, I would also say go and have a talk to a shrink. I just go and talk to a professional. Um, well, <laughs> and then a career coach. But, uh, you know, I thought I was absolutely losing the plot and I went and spoke to somebody and uh, they very quickly identified that I'm heavily about legacy. You know, when I talked about the sandcastles, by the sea, uh, washing away. Like I had no, I was building no legacy throughout my career, and the only thing that brought me joy was, you know, building up employees and watching them improve. I guess because there was legacy in that. Um, moving over to this side, I'm building out a team for a brand that I like, and we're changing things um, and building a new way forward. So that is filling my bucket because there's a lot of legacy in that. Um, and something that I'm proud of and I can, I guess, show my kids. So backpedalling there to the shrink <laughs> costs you a couple of hundred bucks, but it might get more to the point of why you're feeling the way you are. And who knows, maybe you just need a sports car. Maybe you don't need to change your career at all, but it's probably not the case. I think that's absolutely right. And I think a lot of people do try and fumble through on their own and try and make sense of their thoughts and feelings around these things. And sometimes you do just need that objective party to listen and you know to provide some advice based on your situation and to make you feel validated in your thoughts and feelings um i went um i went and saw leah as well mm -hmm. um from relaunch me and she's just such a ripper as a un um and teaching was one of the things that came out really strongly on something that i would be good at and um you know, I think I probably could be fulfilled as a teacher, but I now sort of get the fulfilment out of uh, teaching my um, employees, my team members, um, on how to sort of be their best and, and cope with the corporate world and how to play the game, as they call it, um, how to listen, how to ask questions and uh, maximise what they get out of people and how they, um, you know, fulfil those people's needs and, their, and meet their challenges. So... I'm sort of taking a lot out of that and it really focused on that part of my career because I know that, that, you know, that's another thing that fills up my bucket. So thanks, Leah. Yeah, she's amazing. So with uh, your role, Luke, now, so you're media manager for Bunnings. That's right, yeah. Can you just give our listeners a bit of an idea around what that actually means and what sort of tasks and activities or responsibilities you have day to day? Yeah, absolutely. So I run a team um, of individuals who look after the search marketing um, for Bunnings to ensure that we uh, rank as highly as possible when you're looking up garden supplies or a hammer or whatever it might be, DIY. Um, we also run all the social channels um, for Bunnings. So um, that's heavily Instagram driven, um, Facebook paid advertising, etc. Pinterest as well. And um, we run the online display advertising. So that's all the, the Bunnings ads that you see across uh, banners across the internet um, videos across YouTube and um, catch-up TV, etc. So we are constantly um, pivoting to the business's needs and putting out marketing messages to help consumers get the most out of Bunnings. Most recently, it's been a lot around COVID, around safety, um, and how we are operating uh, in this sort of funny new world that we find ourselves in. But I'm um, very fortunate to be with a company that's still trading really well um, helping people stay sane at home and that's another source of pride for me I guess so that's what I, I do. Fantastic 
And if somebody is looking to move into that area, marketing or media in-house, what sort of skills or strengths do you think they would need to be successful in that type of role? I think um, so media and advertising is a um, it's a fine balance between creativity and analytics so um, there's places for people on both sides of that sort of spectrum which is handy uh, I think they just need to enjoy the act of um, or the the theory of advertising really and um, you know there's a, a spot within those um, sections of those companies. But as far as in-house media and advertising, uh, you probably need to go for one of the bigger companies. So companies like Bunnings, Woolworths, maybe some of the bigger health insurers, et cetera, uh, are the type of companies that have got the potential to, to go that way. And would you say that you need like a bachelor degree to move into that sort of role or that sort of team? If you want to start at the, uh, the lower levels, I don't think so. It's more about your attitude really, which is can-do attitude. Um, I always hire on the soft skills of what you can't teach because I think you can teach most people most anything. So I think it's about being a great listener, getting down to the um, the nitty-gritty or the key points of, of the brief, like what are we actually trying to achieve here so that you can understand how to meet that brief. Um, so if you are looking at a, um, a higher level, then... Um, Digital backgrounds really going to help you. Social media, um, if you've touched on any of that, or search advertising, uh, will certainly see you uh, with a, a leg up in my team. But there's other parts of the team um, that deal with content and putting the content out on the website and updating that all the time. And then there's parts of the team that you know write the briefs that we send out to our agencies for you know the next Bunnings ad, um, TVC or whatever it might be, or billboard. So it's pretty diverse, but it's good fun. Great. Okay, well, thank you so much, Luke, for joining us. It's been really great to put your story out there to our listeners. I think it'll be really helpful for lots of people who are struggling at the moment or those who just want to know a little bit more about media and marketing. So thanks again for joining us. Pleasure. And if you're listening and you are struggling with your career, you know, sitting idly by, doing nothing about it, it's probably not the way to go. Go and have a chat to somebody, um, chat to the... Uh, the team at Relaunch Me, because uh, they really know their stuff. They're good help. And um, I just give you good, honest feedback. And it's useful to have a um, an unbiased ear. You can tell he's in marketing. <laughs> I wish you luck out there. Thanks, Luke. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Relaunch Your Career. If you did, please subscribe, share with your friends, leave a review, or connect with us on social media at Relaunch Me Career Consulting. If you have any questions about the episode or the work that we do, then contact us via the website relaunchme.com.au. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.